Kira. It's Friday, 25th of October, 2019, and welcome to the Week in Tax. I'm Terry Boucher, Taxpert and Director of Boucher Consulting Limited, a tax consultancy helping optimize tax for small businesses, individuals with overseas investments, and other professionals. This week, Hekupu Itu Matu Kaiko Mihana. That's Tereo for a word from the Commissioner. I'm taking a look at Inland Revenue's annual report for the year ended 30th of June 2019. Each year, every government department prepares an annual report for its minister and for the reporting lines to Parliament. These will set out its activities in the previous uh, 12 months, its performance against agreed measures, and also include the financial statements. Inland revenues, as these are a treasure trove of information, for, as you can imagine, a lot of detail to pack through here. Um, and in fact, there's so much in this, you could probably, I could probably spend two or three podcasts, but on the matter. Um, what I'm going to do this week is start with some headline numbers about inland revenue itself, um, it tax it's collecting, the data it shares, and then finish some, with some observations about the state of the organisation itself. The report is grouped around five areas. It, they, they are making it easier for customers, helping me, people meet their obligation, managing ourselves well, governance and management, and the biggie, how we performed a sort of NCEA assessment of inland revenue, if you like. Now, inland revenue was given 847 5 million in appropriation for the year 2018-19 um, to spend and it actually finished up spending uh, 828 million of that bulk of it goes to what it calls services for customers 616 million dollars then it, the other areas it receives money for policy advice 11 million, services to other agencies 6 million and the big one part uh, transformation 215 million um, it spent most of its budget, as said, uh, it spent about 97% of its budget, and it is saying, and one of the headline things that the Commissioner points out in the report, is that through business transformation to date, it's released $60 million in administration savings and has improved compliance outcomes as a result by uh, in, in, including additional revenue of about $90 million. Um, so that, in in that to, to achieve that result, Inland Revenue has just over 5,000 staff as of 30th of June 2019. Now, that is down 800 since the same number in, in 2015, and about 90% are full-time now. The average age is 44.6, which is quite old, I think. Um, and But it, it, a really interesting point here is that 65% of all its staff are female. Um, but, uh, but, and w- women will not be surprised to see this, is that 50% of all managers are male. And the inland revenue is actually one of its metrics is trying to improve on that matter. But there's been a fair amount of churn through its staff. I mean, there were 938 staff left in, during the year, which is a near 20% fall. Now, of course, they hire people on that, but um, that's something that I'll pick up on later on. So it's got a lot of money to deliver its services, but a fair chunk of that, 200-odd million, is in part of the business transformation, which has been its main focus. Anyway, for the year, it collected uh, $77.9 billion of tax revenue. 
Now, included in that uh, is nearly $1,985,000,000 of tax differences identified. This is part of its uh, audit activities and investigation activities that, is, it, that it covers. So it's, it's a fairly significant number. Um, so that's a, and we will see more of that going on. But inland revenue, um, its main focus uh, through the year, quite frankly, has been managing its transformation to uh, implement its so-called business transformation. And the key thing here was the stage three or release three, the third stage of its transformation, which happened in April. Now that was the one that it just it went to um, decided that moved over Pageworn and then went to the stage where it was automatically issuing refunds and assessments for clients, uh, for taxpayers. That, as you are probably well aware, put a huge strain on its resources. Um, it, the report notes on page 31, we received 41% of all calls for the year between April and June 2019. This was over 1.6 million calls compared with 1.4 million for the same period the previous uh, the, in 2018. Um, obviously, they suffered a disruption because of um, the having to uh, evacuate the office in Palmerston North, the call centre there, because it was found to be earthquake prone. But quite apart from all the um, uh, calls it received, it also people not on quite re reasonably turned up at their offices and the Manukau office had more than a thousand visits on some days and many of the people also then went online and um, massive numbers of people were hitting the online system between 26th of April when the system went live and the end of June there were 16.9 million logins to its MyR system an increase of 90% i.e. nearly double from the same period in 2018 and there were on its busiest day there were almost 500,000 logins so the system went uh, hit the uh, put itself under some strain um, but the Inland Revenue feels it managed with that. That's a matter of debate whether you think that. But um, there's no doubt it was an ambitious um, call and an ambitious project. And I would expect that next year we'll see something. Um, it should run a little bit more smoothly. Interestingly, it's now saying that 88.8% uh, .8 of all returns were filed digitally, up from 83% in previous years. And that 85, or sorry, 86.8 percent of tax payments were made on time, which is down from 87.9 percent. Um, and that, that this is a measure that I think Inland Revenue needs to have a closer look at because it has a penalty system, but we do know that it's it, it, the payment on time rate between 85 and 87 percent is no better than other tax agencies that don't charge late payment penalties and this has been a bane of my life I think it's clogged up the system and it's particularly noticeable when you look at what happens with uh, child support debt um, that you have a penalty system it's not working it's been clearly not working both by its own standards and judged internationally and yet we still persist with it
talking of tax debt, the at 30th of June 2019, its the Inland Revenue's tax debt, excluding student loans and child support, stood at $3.5 billion, um, up uh, just over 10, almost uh, 10%, up 13% from 2018 when it was $3.1 billion. And that's after writing off $532 million of overdue debt. Um, and that was in the, in, you know, in the previous year, in, in June 18, it wrote off $613 million. Um, the key thing to be of note here is that the level of GST debt has gone from, is up 45% from $815 million to $1.18 billion. And the amount of pays you earn is also up 24% from $375 million to $466 million. Um, <coughs> they're explaining that that rise in overall debt being the result of late filing penalties, a number of factors including late filing penalties and late payment penalties, uh, interest and default assessments. Um, that's something that sort of just bears out the point I've just made is that if we're not people aren't paying on time and we're ham hammering with penalties and we're not collecting it, maybe we need to rethink, Inland Revenue needs to rethink its approach about those penalties. Because you can see that in child support, is the amount of child support debt is um, actually down a little bit um, in uh, June 2019 to $2.2 .2 billion. But $1.6 billion of that represents penalties. And, you know, the Inland Revenue is taking some quite, um, you know, it took uh, four arrest, it issued four arrest warrants uh, from the courts, um, which actually, and one was executed, and so far it's collected $11,000 as a result of that. And then it's looked at another 14 summonses for examination of financial means and 20 charging orders against property and warrants. The key focus here is um, chasing down people who are overseas, who owe child support. And uh, under its reciprocal arrangement with Australia, collected about $46.4 million from Australia. It actually sent $14.7 million to Australia. And this information sharing, by the way, is one of the things that Inland does a lot of, which people don't realise in here. It's like, for example, it talks about a passport information sharing program with the Department of Internal Affairs. And that resulted in 1,409 contact records matched for parents who had a child support debt in 2018-2019. Um, and as a result, 120 uh, uh, customers made payments of over 234,000. Um, it sent plenty of shares, plenty of information with the Australian Tax Office in relation to student loan customers. Uh, that's over here. They sent 149,000 to the ATO, uh, saying, "Can you tell us all about that?" And maybe that's not doing as well as it should do because the level of overdue student loan debt was um, is now 1.48 billion, and that's up 12%, basically because of overseas customers, uh, overseas-based um, student loan holders. Um, and in fact, they issued a couple of arrest warrants. Um, the information sharing it does it just goes not just with the ATO. Um, it goes with um, WorkSafe is one area where it's uh, passed information to to other agencies. Um, 
and the big one, the one that people should be really aware of, and I'm starting to see come across uh, my desk, is international compliance. The Inland Revenue and in New Zealand is part of the uh, Common Reporting Standard, or the initiative run by the OECD to counter uh, offshore tax evasion. And um, in 2018, uh, September 2018, um, it swapped Inland Revenue swapped data with other tax agencies around the world. And that resulted in it, it sent out 600,000 account reports. That is, we have two other agencies saying, we have people here have, have an overseas address or overseas tax information number, IID number. There's 600,000 of them, and it received over 700,000. Now, you may recall that I've mentioned in the past that now Inland Revenue start uh, uh, now looking into this in more detail and that is just the tip of the iceberg the 700,000 records to work through um, that's a lot of people um, and I think quite a few more than what I've seen will be uh, receiving a uh, please tell us a bit more about your finances from Inland Revenue talking of tax evasion and um, addressing additional compliance um, collecting extra tax you recall Inland Revenue overall found discrepancies, as I call it, of $985 million. And its its return on its investment uh, was $7.54 per dollar. In other words, every dollar it put into its investigation activities, it got $7.54. And as I said, they identified $985 million in tax position differences. And that closed as part of that. That involved over 12,305 cases. Um, the interesting parts and some snippets in here about uh, high wealth individuals, that is people worth more than $50 million. According to Inland Revenue, high wealth individual customers and their respective groups pay more than $700 million in income tax um, and collect over a billion dollars of pay as you earn. So that's a fairly significant uh, amount of the over 80, reasonably a small group of people collecting, uh, representing, a small group represents maybe two or three hundred people uh, in there, so they, which is a not an unreasonable amount of income to expect. Um, they say they identified um, $44 million of discrepancies as a result of investigations into this area. In the hidden economy, which then there's some very interesting stuff in here, they found an additional revenue of about um, 109 million dollars, and that is they also found over fraudulent refunds and entitlements about another 30 million. But what's interesting to he- see here is that the um, the measure proportion of people saying that they participate in cash jobs is starting to fall slightly. And uh, fewer people are asking for this. And when they started measuring this in 2011, it was 34% of people said they participate in a cash job. I pay the trade or discount for cash, no GST. It's now down to 27%. But um, the level of people who said they were, uh, were likely to ask for a cash price discount has gone from 27% and dropped to 16%. Um, however, the number of people who said they would report themselves as being likely to, that's a bit what you might call the Donald Trump um, syndrome, out, outing themselves, being likely to participate in cash jobs, is 19%, uh, same as 2018. And um, here's the big one, though. 
only only 49% of people agreed in 2018 that cash jobs were acceptable but that's down from 72% in 2011 it's one of those interesting measures that um, people are quite um, you know, point the finger at multinationals but are equally um, well not quite equally but are not averse to getting a bit of a discount um, for cash it's the same thing whether it's tax of planning or tax avoidance by a multinational flat out tax evasion you're on the same spectrum well the uh, uh, argument would be that tax avoidance is within the means of the law whereas tax evasion taking a discount for cash isn't anyway it's, uh, it's, it's encouraging to see there's improvements in behaviours there and finally on this the tax revenue they collected from property tax compliance this is looking at brightline tests etc had a return for investment of $9.58 per dollar and that the target was uh, that's nearly a third above um, but actually uh, um, nearly 50% of above its target of $6.42 per dollar and that added another $109 million and just on the bright line test it got in touch with a thousand taxpayers over their returns filed in the 2017 income year about the possible bright line test applying so that's a, a fair snippet of what Inland Revenue has done during the year and there's plenty more in the report to go through and I might pick out um, particular aspects in future podcasts but what about the state of the organization itself how did it perform against its measures well according to um, itself it achieved 36 out of the 48 output performance targets for the year and compared that's only compared with uh, with 43 out of 50 in the 2017-18 year now where it fell down in its, in its own measures is its services for customers uh, when it met, met 28 of the 40 but the number it met all the other performance targets for services to other agencies policy advice and on transformation but the area that concerns me is the staff engagement rate now I deal with inland revenue staff pretty much every day and I deal with them at all levels those who um, are answering the phones and dealing with requests to up to the policy levels uh, on this matter and the concern I have is what I would be very concerned about I think the Minister and the Finance and Exp Expenditure Committee should be concerned about is that the staff engagement by Inland Revenue's own measure is a mere 29% Last, that's actually an improvement from the year to June 2018 when it was 27% and when this first was first measured in the June 2017 year it was 44% and even then that annual report noted that that was below the Australasian government average or expectation of 51% this is this these these measurements have only happened in the last 3 years in 2016 the 2016 report simply notes that staff engagement rose during the year now that implies if staff engagement rose during the year 2016 it implies that the um, staff engagement since the, the business transformation project really took off which is begin in 2016 has halved to probably halved in all intents and purposes probably bounced up a bit on that that is a major concern because it it affects everyone in the system the taxpayers if the if staff in London, staff are, are, are of low morale 
that feeds through to the rest of the system how they deal with us the pressure and the pressures they're under and there's the wider implications for the government of underperformance uh, in, in revenue collection so I think this is a matter that the Inland Revenue, the Commissioner of Inland Revenue, the Management and the Minister of Revenue and the Finance and Expenditure and Select Committee should all be asking very hard questions as to what's going on here. The staff turnover in Inland Revenue has been quite dramatic over the past um, five years. The organisation is losing on average 700 people a year and that's a lot of experience to be walking out the, out the door. Uh, yeah, just under 700 people. And so for staff of, from a base of 5,800 in 2015, you can say that two-thirds of that, almost 60% of that, those that were there in 2015 would appear to have gone by that. That's a massive turnover. Um, and they also note that the turnover has decreased, but, quote, reflecting the turnover is decreasing, reflecting the period of significant organizational changes occurred in 2017-18. As we work through further changes to reach our future operating model, we expect turnover is likely to increase. My, I don't like being called a customer by inland revenue. It's actually quite amusing to see the use of the word customer here in, in this, the report. The report refers to customer or customers over 500 times, but taxpayers merely uh, 47 times. Um, but as a stakeholder, as a tax agent, and as a taxpayer, um, the performance of inland revenue is very dependent on the, the key of the morale of its staff. And what I'm seeing here in this report, and, in the, and it continues to trend that was emerged in the last three reports, 2017-2018, um, is not good. And I can experience that when you're talking with staff, inland revenue staff, you can sense that they're frustrated. They're incredibly professional. They, they, they're always professional. I know people will say they've had bad experiences in inland revenue, but my experience is they're wholly professional at all times. But they're being asked to do a lot. There's an overtime back in there. There's a report that says it's sort of 740 odd people had to come in and work extra hours. They shifted a whole pile of people from the investigation area to help with the phones. Um, that's not something that should be a regular pattern. Um, and so pressure staff have been asked to do a lot. Um, and to see that the staff engagement is just 29% is a major concern to me. Well, that's it for the week in tax. Uh, more next week. But I'm Terry Boucher, and you can find this podcast on my website, www.boucher.tax, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send me your feedback and tell your friends and clients. Until next time, have a great week. Kakitiano.